never know where life is going to take you. Some people know exactly where they want to be and go for it full throttle. Others just stumble upon it organically, and then there are those who just follow their intuition. This is a podcast about reaching your personal best through resilience, motivation, and passion. This is Mark My Words. Hello, hello, and welcome to a new episode of Mark My Words, where today I have a guest that I'm really excited about. He's full of energy. I almost asked him to do his little drum thing for my intro to introduce him, but I decided since it's not his show, oh, are you going to do it? Oh, we don't even, I I don't even hear it. Oh, I I think I threw you off your game. Still not hearing it, but maybe while I'm talking, I will tell you that he is an actor. He is a stand-up comedian. He is a pro wrestler. And he has the unique distinction of being the second guest on this podcast this year who has been in a movie with Marissa Comey. He is Corey Castle. Welcome to Mark My Words. What's up, Mark? How's it going, man? I appreciate that nice, kind introduction. You know what's funny, and it's a thing I started doing, and I, I and I, you know, of course, of course, use it and apply it because what what I've been doing lately is like I go, well, the episode's gonna be this, and this person's gonna be in it. You know what? I'm not even gonna bother giving an over the top intro because if they say his name in the description. They know who it is. They know who the name of the person is. So it's up to you to like, to like sell them on, <laughs> sell them on, on who they are by the content of their conversation. Well, I always try to come up with something fun and zany. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, no, no one's ever introduced me as uh, being the second person on the podcast to uh, share a movie credit with Mar- Marissa Tomei. So. Yeah, that's it's my homework, and I've seen that movie. So cool! That was an awesome movie. So yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it in like twelve years, but I know it was a great movie. Of course, yeah. I'm referring to the wrestler. Yeah, and, Mickey Rourke. Yeah, and it's been so long since I've seen that movie that unfortunately, like, I'm gonna have to rewatch it because I, I'm like, man, I wish I would have taken more time and watched it. Because I don't even know what role you played. My part got cut out of the movie. You're not going to see me. Oh, it got cut out of the movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They cut you me. out? Yes, I got cut out of the movie. Unbelievable. So but I, you were I there. Have, I have the credit. I have the credit, but I, I, uh, my scene isn't in the film. Wow. I think, it's, I think it's in, in deleted scenes, maybe. Please tell me <laughs> that your, your scene didn't get cut out of Creed as well. Oh, I mean, I honestly, all I did, all I did in both things was I just did background. I just did background in some scenes. It's not like I acted in the movie. It's not like I was like, well, let me tell you everything about everything and (laughs) broke down, broke down who I am as a character and why you should care about me. (laughs) 
Well, considering your background, I mean, I could see you getting in, in there somewhere. What? It's all it's all part of the origin story. It'll head there. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, since this is a career-oriented uh, podcast, entrepreneur-ish podcast, I didn't, first of all, I didn't even say the name of your podcast, which is awesome. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the backdrop evolving with Corey Castle, which I'm guessing that's why you do the drum thing. It's kind of like a evolving theme. I, I, I usually use the drum for, honestly, I, I say, I heard this quote, uh, somebody quoted Conan O'Brien and saying like, it was, um, it was like the, the idea was, I think he was telling Pete Holmes, he was like, you know, like the, the triangle, like right. the triangle, yep. let's yep. say the triangle is your instrument and you keep on hitting that instrument the same way you keep hitting that instrument. And then eventually someone's going to go, Hey, do you hear that? Do you hear that dinging? And it's like, it's just about being consistent. It's about staying, staying about, you know, the, the, the drum beat. There it is. I, I say it's like, um, you ever see Pocahontas? Uh, yes. In one of the songs, they say steady as the beating drum. Steady right. as the beating drum. So uh, I, I keep that as a steady consistency, as a persistent in my message. I'm going to keep beat my drum the way I beat my drum. And uh, somebody will hear it and go, well, you know what? That might change my life. And decide that they're going to uh, invest their effort and their time and the currency of their attention on what I've got to offer. Well, it certainly changed my life because the episodes that I watch, I'm like, man, I really like what he's doing with that. That's really cool. <laughs> Appreciate that, Mark. Thanks so much. So here we are. We're going to talk a little bit about your career path. And from listening to your uh, podcast, one thing that we talked about before we started that I picked up on is the fact that you, from a very early age, we're watching TV, watching wrestling, watching stand-up comedians, and you, uh, as I got something in my throat here, you said to yourself, that's something that I want to do. And one common theme of this podcast, especially this year, it seems like everybody I've talked to has been like, well, I didn't really like know that, you know, what I wanted to do until later or didn't, couldn't really find my passion and just kind of went with the flow. And the one thing you and I have in common is that the career paths that we chose, we found them from a very early age. Mm -hmm. And I love your stories about how you found your passions early on. And I would love for you to share some of that again uh, here today. Can I uh, can I butt in real quick before I answer the question and ask Always, you? Always, yeah, sure. Ask you what your career? I'm very interested. Uh, what is what is your career? That what's the? Uh, I mean, you probably talked about it on this podcast as many times as possible. But uh, if if you want to just uh, if you can just make me sort of familiar and aware, <laughs> I, I would love to hear it. Well, just to tell you, so when I was very young, around like five six years old. And maybe even before then, I had a real, like, 
fascination with television and radio and not only like what you saw, but the technical aspects of it. So I remember getting like a black and white TV when I was in like first grade and just taking it apart and looking at how it worked, uh, wiggling the antenna all around to see how many channels I could pull in because that's how far back that goes. It's like the mid-80s. And I remember always wanting to have like the TV guide and always wanting to know what was on and how they scheduled shows. And I mean, I was really, really young. But from there, I just always had a fascination with television and radio and just, I I have to tell you, back in MTV's heyday, I would watch like, I don't know, a Whitney Houston video or, you know, like, I, I'm pretty like all over the place with my music. So it could have been like Loverboy or Poison or whoever. And I'd be like, are these people real? How do these people like get there? I, I don't understand. This is like all this stuff I'm seeing on TV is too cool to be real. So I wanted to get to a point where I could see, okay, this this is actually real or it stops here. It's like the Truman Show or something. It's not actually real. Yeah. So that's how I got into my field, which is now I work in broadcasting and I've been in the field for 15 years plus okay. college and uh, just to sum all that up, that's yeah. my passion. I guess. Oh, that's great. That's awesome, man. So you you were you were really into like tinkering. And the, the funny thing is that you said was like this can't be real, like Truman show sort of thing. And and I don't know if you you've ever heard me say, it, but I say it on my podcast all the time, evolving with Corey Castle, available on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. But what what I say on my podcast all the time is I remember being real young and like sitting my mom had um set up in in our bedroom, this like there was like a toy box that turned into a desk, and she acted like that was like the classroom part of our bedroom. And she put these maps of the world on the right and left side of where the desk was. And I remember looking up at the I was sitting at the desk. We didn't have smartphones because I was a, I was like seven years old, so this didn't exist yet. And uh, and I remember looking up at the at the maps, and I was thinking about like it the 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 things that I'm seeing through my eyes are a broadcast in themselves. And I'm wondering why I'm the only one who gets to see this broadcast. And I started thinking about my life then being a movie or a TV show for like, like um, supernatural beings or like alien life or something. And I was, and I was just thinking about like, wow, I should, I should live the most interesting life to entertain these people who are watching the broadcast. When really that broadcast is me who's watching it. Why shouldn't I make it the most interesting? Why shouldn't I why shouldn't I very carefully pick the cast of characters that are in the film that is my life? So wow, that's deep. I, I mean I didn't come back to that thought until I'm way older, but I mean <laughs> I remember I remember now having those thoughts when I was younger, but 
like not like living by them and not, not really like posting up on a soapbox and telling everybody, telling everybody to live every day. Like they want to entertain, they want to be entertaining to the, to the audience and they're the audience. So you were kind of like the opposite of me where I was like, wait a minute, it's all this real. You were like, you know what? I want to be the real that you see. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I think that was part. I don't want to, I don't want to say that because I don't, I don't think that I was in my head thinking that I would be important enough. I didn't think that I would be, I didn't think that I would be special enough. Like I, I didn't think, well, well, I'm going to be a star. Like I didn't think those kind of thoughts, but I definitely knew that I wanted to do comedy. I didn't know I wanted to be like, I didn't know I wanted to like be a comedian on TV. I, I didn't think of it being like, uh, I'm going to go be a TV star. I was just like, Oh, I want to go do comedy. Like instead of, instead of going like, oh, I'm going to be on TV as a comedian, I'm going to be, I'm going to do comedy. That's what I want to do and be paid for it. Well, I feel, I feel like what you wanted to do with your life, at least based on what I see, like maybe in your LinkedIn profile, you didn't really put a lot off. Like I know for me, I even though I went for it and got into broadcasting and did the whole behind the scenes kind of thing, I didn't really go for doing a podcast and putting myself out there until recent years. Whereas you went to some kind of wrestling academy pretty much out of the gate. A lot of us go to college. Some of us pick a trade. You... (laughs) went to a wrestling academy, which is fascinating. Well, I mean, I, I was, I started going there when I was 15. So, I mean, it was, I was still in regular high school at the time. And I was like, well, I, I, I knew nothing f- for me at school would fit. Like there was nothing like creative endeavors at school. And I mean, there was, there was like, there was like the improv improv comedy and there was the it was uh the it, at our school it was called laughing stock and i tried out for it and they really wanted me but like their their like practice day was the same day that i had wrestling practice and i was like yeah well sorry can't do it <laughs> like so for sure everything was everything was and still continues to be a, a sacrifice in order to feed the spirit feed the ego the the ego hole that i've got that I have to, I have to find uh, ways to go. All oh, right, well, I got, I got a wrestling show, so that means I have got to miss your wedding. That means I gotta miss your birthday, your party. I gotta miss. It's all a part of the the sacrifices that I've made at a super early age to make sure that I'm on my path. So, what what's it like to be in like? And a learning environment like that in the academy where they're teaching you something. Because to me, this is something like very, uh, I don't want to use the word unusual because that, that, I feel like that's negative. But, well, I mean, uh, it, was, it was just a regular wrestling school. It was just called the Wrestling Academy. Like it wasn't, it wasn't, like, a, it wasn't like a college or anything. It was, a, it was just a wrestling gym that I went to. Uh, a couple days a week as a kid and I you know I continued to go there into my adulthood and and honestly I mean I've said it I've said it so many times that um, 
it, it, it bears repeating. It's very much, I didn't really have a male role model and I didn't really have a father figure and my trainers stepped up for me and showed me what a man should be and what a role that I could play as a man. And then like when I started to understand what the role was, then I started to understand that I'm not just playing the role. I am that role. So that was, it was a, it was a, it was development. It was, it was a real, real development in who I've got to be. And do you feel that like maybe the lack of that male role model that's what drew you to wrestling to begin with? No, I mean, maybe very subconsciously, but um, I think that, I think that for sure it was, it was, it was an amount of escapism. It was escapism from like, we, we were, we were living in poverty, you know, it was very much a, an escapism to like, whoa, what, what's, what, what can I afford in this world except for to be entertained by stuff I'm watching. And uh, that, the, the emotions in it and the play in it and the craft of it was all super integral in me relating to things. And it's funny because like, I can, I can now like go, well, that was around the time that that was around the, t-. it's like, I can go, well, the, this match between Stone Cold Steve Austin and the Undertaker took place in a round amount of time that, Oh, let me check the year. Okay. Yeah. I was like in eighth grade then. And I was doing this and like, it was just easy ways for me to make things all connect. I mean, I didn't have sports. I wasn't into sports. I don't like that. I mean, uh, the, 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 I think what made me, maybe made me maybe kind of gravitate towards pro wrestling was I don't, I'm not really one for competing with people very much. Like, I don't want to like have to win. I have to like go above and beyond to win. It was like, well, we're, we're messing with emotions here. (laughs) We're, we're manipulating things. You think about the world out here up on, up on this stage. And on this stage, we're, we're like milking really good lessons about like morals and that, that to me related more than just watching watching however many people all wearing the same clothes on the same team wrestling to me was outside of i'm not a team i'm i'm the rock star i'm the super i'm the superstar of this so i i mean and i probably probably stealing a little bit of that from the chris jericho when he he was on uh, steve austin's broken skull sessions yesterday and he said uh you know kiss like paul stanley you know who that is like but a a football team baseball team you're like a bunch of dudes all wearing the same shirts and playing the same game and doing the same stuff like yeah this is somebody doing something different so i dude chris jericho chris jericho um huge inspiration to me in so many ways and and definitely if not one uh if not one of, I would say he's probably my favorite wrestler ever because of uh, him inspiring me to go, you know, like, oh, I-, I wanted to be a wrestler. I did it. I wanted to be a comedian. I'm doing it. The, the same, the same thing, like, um, he, he was like, oh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to be a wrestler. I'm going to be a rock star. 
I'm going to be a hit podcast, all that stuff. He wanted to do it. So he did it. And he didn't sit around going like, oh man, I should have done it. Oh man. Oh, if I would have just, he was just like, I've decided I'm doing it and I'm doing it. And that was an inspiration to me. And for sure, uh, something I continue to strive for. And really what you're saying now is a big part of what this podcast is about for me, because I don't, even if I get like very few to no hits on this podcast, mm-hmm. I can at least look back someday and say, hey, I did it. I had that itch within and I can just say, well, I sound funny or I don't look the part or whatever. I listened to my intuition and I did it and I didn't let anything hold me back. And that I know for me, working in corporate America and trying to like climb the ladder and just seeing what that world is like. And basically something that you probably all know is that I was offered like a buyout package like five years ago, right around this time, five years ago. And it changed my life because I wound up taking the package and during the time I was off, I thought a lot about my life. And I said, you know, I'm not feeling fulfilled going back because I was like a manager and it was a really fun gig. I had like my own uh, staff and was doing all these really cool, interesting projects. But now I'm just back to kind of just being a technical person, not like a manager, which is fine. You know, I'm not necessarily talking down on that, but I, I kind of like took a step back career-wise, I guess. And yeah. I kind of just figured out that I'm not as fulfilled as I was. So that's when I started doing all this stuff and looking at like 15, 20 year old version of me and saying, hey, I need to, you know, shit or get off the pot at this point and do some of these things before too much time passes. You know what? I, I, I say it all the time and, and I don't know if you've ever heard me say it, but I hope, I hope this, this resonates with you. I always talk about how my younger self would look at me like the kind of re- I bet you if if 15 year old me could see the kind of 37 year old me that I became be ecstatic. I, I've say, I said this thing on Twitter recently. I said, I just want to live a dope ass life. I want to live the type of life where if I wasn't me, I'd wish I was. That is very well put. I almost feel like that is similar to how I feel. I don't know if I ever said dope ass life, but oh yeah, do I mean why I mean, not? Sure, sure. I mean, say dope ass all you want. I mean, I don't. I mean, most people probably don't ever say dope ass, but sure, no, dope I ass. should. Dope ass yeah, dude. No, I should. Look, you got you got you got nobody to apologize for for wanting to be fucking. Excuse me. For being no, no, for you wanting, can. For wanting to be the best person you can be, the best version of you can be, the funniest version of you you can be, the funnest version of you you can be. You don't have to apologize to anybody else for you finding finding your your gold. 
and polishing that gold. And if that gold happens to be uh, a podcast that nobody listens to, because for sure I'm, I'm, in, I'm in that same exact struggle as you. I'm in that exact struggle because I go, whoa, I, I've been doing this for, I've been doing this for four years on my podcast and six years on Rassel Rock. And I look at the views and I'm like, oh, well, this sucks, but I'm going to continue to beat my damn drum because this is my passion. This is my love. This is, I've never been so fully myself as I am while I do this. And if, if I can affect somebody, if I can affect somebody and have them go, you know what? I'm inspired. I'm inspired and I'm going to, I'm going to do those things without, without telling everybody I'm going to do them. I'm just going to go start doing those things. And then the results that I feel from them after are, are like the most powerful, the most powerful endorphins you've got. And people around you start getting affected by your positivity. All of that feels like maybe that's what I'm on this earth to do. Maybe that's what I'm born for. Well, after all that, I almost feel like throwing my chair down and doing something. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do it. Right. You, you, like, for me, like you said, uh, you watch movies and TV shows and you wonder. For me, I always watched the things that I was inspired by when I was younger. I was inspired by Kevin Smith movies. I loved Kevin Smith movies. I wanted yeah, to do too. stuff with Kevin Smith in some way, shape, or form. I was inspired by... Uh, and the same thing, always like going, like watching that and being like, ah, I want to do something. Ah, I want to throw my chair down and I want to do something. And that would always be uh, uh, CKY. Do you know CKY is? Uh, yes. Uh, whenever I watch their stuff. So that was like kind of what like Bam Margera started. It was um, it was like jackass before jackass was jackass. So like all the stuff, like being funny, being a goofball, being funny, being silly with your friends and like joking around and just having a good time and i think when when they made films like um they made a movie called haggard it was a stupid movie but it was it was something really cool to see like these people who were like like-minded as me doing something with their passion and with their resources the resources are the the important juice to me i feel like if i if i can absolutely be if I can be a resource to somebody who's then going to make life-changing decisions, not only for themselves, but everybody around them, maybe their family. And, and then that, that, that joy comes back to me. That's part of the, the quota, the joy quota that I'm filling. And uh, not only filling, but feeling. I love to feel that. I love to, I love to see somebody else who's absolutely living the type of life that if they weren't them, they'd wish they were. Well, I think what you're saying as far as like what your younger version of yourself would think, I think about stuff like that a lot. And I think the younger version of me, especially some 42 now, I went back to like 22, 20. I think that version of me would say, holy shit. So I, that's the long and the short of it, really. <laughs> my, my, I, what, another thing that I do is pick out the things. Be specific. Pick out the things that you go, wow. Because honestly, I always think that the things that you're grateful for, 
like you being grateful is is a pattern towards creating more things to be grateful for. So if I go like, man, I was 15. If I saw what I turned out to now, wow. Like my dude, the, the hairs that I've got. Oh my God. Oh, my hair is so great. <laughs> like, Oh, that my, my jokes are so funny. I would love to be, I would love to know that I was, dude, I would crack myself up so bad. The fact that I have such a great relationship with my family, my, my, my friends, my roommates, my, you know, it's everybody, everybody that comes through my life, I'm just so grateful for. And I'm so great. I'm, once again, let me tell you right now, before we say anything else, Mark, I'm grateful for you and for your effort and for your time and your investment of the currency of your attention on um, the, the brand that is Corey Castle, that is the evolving with Corey Castle show. If you want to, uh, you know, checking out the, subscribing on the YouTube and all that. That's awesome, man. I so appreciate that because it's all the same thing we say about um, like GoFundMe accounts and stuff like what my, my, my mom, my mom and my sister, their, their dog is, their dog is not well. So they started a GoFundMe and you, and you have to, anybody, anybody else who's ever started a GoFundMe, you'll hear them all say every little bit counts. Every little bit counts. And it isn't just in that. It isn't only in just uh, helping somebody out when it comes to uh, medical expenses or uh, a surprise bill. It goes to like the kind of things that you decide to consume. And if those things aren't like backed by some big corporate entity, you're, you're going to have a higher hill to climb. But at the same time, man, there's way more, more than one way up the mountain. You'll get there. Hey, I couldn't agree more. And speaking of climbing the mountain, let's get back to the story of uh, the story of Corey and the evolution. Oh, that yeah, was good. I made a rhyme. Yeah, pretty good for somebody who's still <laughs> fatigued from their COVID shot. But yeah, I digress. It's a Corey book romance. Uh. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so you were in the academy, not taking tests or anything that my imagination uh, <laughs> drew up. Right. It's it was not... just the name. It was just a, it was, it was a work, dude. You got worked. You got worked yeah. like a mark. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, oh, he took body slamming 101. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's all perception. Perception is reality, as as I'm sure you've heard before. Yeah, like entering the ring two hundred one. You know. No, I mean there was a there was for sure like a there was like a lesson for the day. Like my my uh, one trainer, John Dahmer, he would show up with a notebook where he had a bunch of stuff written down. Like, oh, we're gonna work on we're gonna work on uh, we're gonna work on uh, headlock takeovers. We're gonna work on what. Well, I don't even know what that's. I remember there was the the one that that had an arm takeover, like a bunch of bunch of stuff. Like so, we'd have like a checklist, but we'd make sure to hit our repetitions. So he yeah. would make us go through. He would make us do our warm ups and make us do our drills, and then after the warm warm ups and the drills, he would say, "Everybody line up, everybody take a clothesline, and then get back in the back of the line." Then the next person takes a close and so everyone gets close line then the second guy in line th close lines everybody so it would be like just the that 
class. And that so would be what a class is. It's basically the real world as opposed to my ridiculous uh, imagination of You academia. thought we had like tassels that we had to move to the yeah. other side? <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, oh, it's an academy. You know, they had classrooms. No, that's not the way it no, is. It was, just, it was just, a, just a warehouse in South Jersey. And that's exactly what it should be and not the ridiculous uh, imagination and whatever I'm drawing up in my head. That's why I had to ask because I'm like, well, well, there's no sure. way. You, you don't get educated unless you ask questions. Yeah. And, no, there, uh, I knew there was no way that it was like <laughs> just scratch this whole academia thing. It's, that's not <laughs> the way it is. But so you're, you're, you know, you're building up your skill set. Mm-hmm. You're learning what you need to learn. What else were you doing like in order to just, you know, grow and evolve? as a person and just to kind of put food on the table. Well, man, I, I mean, I was, I was a teenager while I was there. So, yeah. I mean, I worked at, I worked at a, I worked at a, a, a laser tag, a laser tag place where I worked there from like when I was like 16 till I was like in my twenties, my sister, my little sister actually works there now. She's the manager. She's, she's 20. She just turned 26 this week. And uh, she is like, dude she she's she makes me so proud because i mean i i don't have kids but i felt like i've been more of like a father to my sister jess than than i'll ever be to uh, i don't want to say ever because i'm i'm not i've crossed that out but i'm saying i'll most likely not have kids and uh, uh if i if if i were to have kids i'd compare them to my experiences with Jess and how proud I am of who she's become. And it, I feel like I'll just be let down by, <laughs> by any lack of lack of Jess like greatness that these kids might have. Well, you have plenty of greatness just as is. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, dude. So, so I worked at UltraZone, uh, which was, you know, the, the coolest job. Did you ever watch, did you ever watch Empire Records? Do you ever see that movie? I have, yes. Okay, so UltraZone was like Empire Records, where it was just like you're hanging out with your friends. There's like, there's like tons of arcade video games. There's tons of like, tons of like girls that would come in. I would get girls' phone numbers and sometimes make out and stuff. And like, you know, just cool, cool. It was a cool ass job. I wasn't cool in school. Nobody liked me at school, but then when I got to work, I was the hot one. I had the cool hair and the girls would come talk to me, but that didn't happen at school. Girls never talked to me. Well, girls didn't really talk to me either, so. (laughs) So, so then I worked, dude, honestly, I've had so many jobs. I went from I went from UltraZone to uh, I then worked at uh, I worked overnight stock at a grocery store. I worked at a bowling alley as a bowling mechanic for like a couple years. And uh, I worked at call centers. I worked. Dude, you ever see Wayne's World when he's like, oh, I've had I've had I have my uh, collection of Joe jobs. I got all these hairnets and name tags. That's me, dude. I've done all I've done everything. I've had so many. And. Like, what, did I, what else have I done? I, I was a, I was a, 
I was a pharmacy tech. I was a warehouse warehouse. I, I ran the department of the warehouse for five years. I do. It's ridiculous how many jobs. And I actually, before, before I started doing what I'm doing now, which I, I've done this, I did this back in like 2007 and I'm back to doing it. I worked for my friend, Scott, uh, in his, uh, his dad's heating and air conditioning company. So I'm just a helper at, uh, HVAC climbing up on, climbing up on businesses and fixing their air conditioner units that are up on the roof. And, uh, I was doing that back in 2007. So I'm back to doing that. Um, if, if, if all of these, these podcasts with low numbers can somehow become a smash hit and that could be like my job, what a, what a dream. But, but as of right now, I got, you got to continue to do that grinding yeah. because you know, what kind of, what kind of inspiration would I be to, to the the people who you know who i'm trying to inspire with my life if i were to just like me sad <laughs> I, I i wouldn't be the type of person i want to be you know so as you've been working or were working all those jobs i know i was kind of similar to you back at that point in my life like early 20s like early mid-20s I, I don't know if I had as many jobs as you, but I had a lot. I bounced around from being a plumber's apprentice to working in a woodworking factory to retail to et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh yeah, dude. I was I was a machinist for a minute. That was a that was a thing I did for maybe two years. So for me none of, none of them ever being big lucrative vocations. Well, Sorry, no, no, you're fine. So for me, even though I had a passion and I kind of knew what I wanted to do very early on in life, that didn't happen because a lot of stuff was being fed into my head personally. And like, oh, you should just get a business degree and you should do this or that. And it kind of messed with my head. And so instead of just doing what I wanted to do, I bounced around and kept like trying all these different things. And there was like kind of a reason for why I did all that. Do you think there was like any reason that you bounced around like that? Were you curious to just find a niche outside of your passion? Honestly, probably it was more about, it was more about um, having a job than, and it was like, Oh, well, I lost this job. Let me find the next job I can find. So it was just trying to go, not trying to have huge gaps without employment. So it was um, in order to pay the rent and, and keep the lights on and keep food in my belly, that kind of stuff. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like, oh, what's my, what's my passion? <laughs> I, I always felt like jobs were jobs in my career. My career is my career. My career is entertainment. My jobs are just jobs. So, uh, first of all, you're not the first person to kind of talk about like, yeah, I'm not thinking about passion or whatever. I'm just doing what is in my gut. And 
that for me, like, is interesting because I think about, you know, what am I passionate about? Passion, passion, passion. So really interesting just to get another perspective on that. I think it's, it's not like bad or good. It's just really interesting to me. So with that being said, so you're doing all these jobs and you're, you're wrestling and you're doing all this. When does like the acting and the trying out stand-up comedy, when does some of the other stuff that you're doing now and have been doing come into play? <laughs> okay. Uh, so when I was like 17, I went to a casting call just an open casting call and they actually i actually auditioned to be in the movie holes with shia labeouf when i was like 18 right after i turned 18 i auditioned to be in but but i think in my brain i was like i got this and i didn't really like i didn't really commit to being good at it i was like oh this is my path my pet i i i deserve this i'm gonna get this because i deserve it and i for sure was not going about it the right way um, so I, I then like, didn't do it again until what, 2000, 2006, I, uh, went to a casting call for extras in the movie Invincible, which is the Mark Wahlberg Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles movie. And that was the first film I did where I was just, I just was, you know, one of the, one of the people who like tried out to be on the Eagles. That was all I did. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I like the, to me, I had, um, I looked at that as like, um, you know, like I've been wrestling on the Indies for a long time. And then like in 2009, I went and did some, some work with WWE and it was like, it was cool to see how this is done on such a larger more epic scale and how things are rehearsed and how things, it, all that stuff just was uh, sort of a, a perspective, perspective viewing thing for myself. And uh, I think that was great because like when I went and did that movie, I was like, Oh, it's so cool to see, you know, how things are on a schedule and think, and then, and then going from that and doing a couple indie things and, I did some indie horror movies and uh, I think I, I just, I love that. But when it, when it comes back to, I, I think I, I did an interview, like a behind the scenes interview on set of this, this film I did called the dark military. And uh, they were like, they were like, what do you think of this movie? And I was like, the movie, the, I think it was like, they were like, Oh, what do you think of acting? And I was like, Oh, I love it. I love doing it. Here's the thing, though. I was like, I, I, I think I'm a pretty funny comedian. I think I'm pretty good at acting. But I know I'm good at wrestling. And, and I, I just want to make sure that those other things are as undeniable to me as the wrestling is. So I just want to make myself undeniable to myself. Because I don't really... I don't really get myself too invested in the deniability that I have for somebody who's not after the same things I'm after or who's not recognizing or has, uh, let's say, um, 
so if I think I think it's 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 an easy way to like if I'm a person who's never watched wrestling or never acted in a movie or never been a wrestler or never done any of this stuff, I could look at what you're doing as any of that and go, oh, that's not good. And and I wouldn't I myself would only hear that and not consider the source. So that's a part of that that like flimsy, flimsy, <laughs> flimsy ego thing where it's like, oh, wow, I'm really teetering on the brink here of having an unhealthy relationship with, with criticism. Well, I'll tell you what, for my money, you have a ton of charisma and you've had me smiling and laughing this whole time. And I came into this like I had to take a nap just to be decent to do this today because I'm still recovering. And at this point, it's like, what, what COVID shot? Like, I, I only, <laughs> like, I, I knew just from watching your show that you were going to bring my energy level up. So whether you think so or not, I definitely think there's like a charisma, there's talent there within you. Well, I appreciate that. I really, really, really do. So I, I just, I think it's, I think that it's something that you can't fake. Like, so it's to me, I'm just mostly making sure I'm sincerely who I am. And if, and, and if you see, if you see, if you see fun and energy and charisma in that, that's so flat. I, I appreciate that. I, I accept that. Uh, but you know, I, as humble i want to stay as humble as possible so and for sure and i know that like being genuine and real is like a recurring theme in your podcast that's something that you bring up quite a bit like look if nothing else no matter what you think i want people to know that what they're seeing is what they're getting <laughs> yeah i get i guess because i know I know that as far as like you, somebody being a guest on my show or um, if I reach out to somebody and, and ask them if they'll consider being a guest on the show, it's like, I, I know I, I, I don't have a humongous audience. I know I don't have a big social media presence. Um, I don't post enough, but um, when it comes, I'm not going to get you any more followers than you've already got, but I figure I can offer to you that at least at the end of the episode to be like, wow, that really lit a fire under me. That really made me feel good about this conversation and made me feel good about the fact that there might be people who are sincerely wishing me well in my endeavors. And that's, I think, what maybe, you know, when it came to, like I've said to you already about, um, about the effort about the 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 intention the 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 desire to get, make sure all my attention is going to you right now right. make sure you feel heard you feel seen you feel understood that's all i i i really sincerely want that to be my real life too i want to make sure Anybody who's around me is going to feel like if they're saying things to me that I'm paying attention to them and I'm listening and, and uh, you know, commenting in a way that it's not like a, 
oh, I'm, I'm, uh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, I'm, I don't, I want to make sure that I'm not overstepping my boundaries, but I'm staying in a position where I'm a sounding board for you that you feel comfortable with. And that's, that's also why I always say on my podcast, and I'm going to say it to you right now, the thing about, dude, if, if I can be a resource to you in any way, if you just need a friend, if you just need, if you need to talk about something, if you just need judgment-free conversation, I'm not a hard person to get a hold of. Anybody who's listening to this, absolutely want to extend that invitation out to them too. I'm not a hard person to get a hold of. If you ever feel like there's nobody, you're probably not right. But not, not saying you're wrong, not saying no. you're worthless, you worthless wrong loser. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but absolutely, absolutely, man. If, if, you were, if you were kind enough to me to pay me the currency of your effort and your time, which is something that's non-refundable, that time is non-refundable. So if you were, if you were uh, patient enough with me and, and uh, intent, you know, attentive enough to listen to the things that I've got to say, I owe you some minutes. I owe you some hours. I owe you some time. I want to make sure that you feel just as heard as I've felt in the effort that you've made. Well, first of all, that is uh, very admirable and uh, takes a certain person to be that way. I wish more people were like that. Secondly, I know we're, believe it or not, we're starting to get a little short on time. I do want to get into the story of how you started to become a podcaster and just talk about that a little bit. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've, I've told the story before. I don't know if you've heard it, but I, I guess not. <laughs> I guess not. Uh, so I, uh, I, I'm, I'm part of, I'm part of a, a show called Rassle Rock. That's R-A-S-S-L-E, Rock. And that's, uh, you know, me, me and my friends just, just goof around and talk about wrestling. But each episode is like an hour. And it's, you know, it's a, you know we, we want to stay on topic. We want to talk about the things we've got to talk about. So we, we just got, we just celebrated six years of doing that show. So um, with me and wanting, uh, the thing is, I, we were paying, we were paying like studio space. So we had to make sure we like stuck to our hour. And I always felt like I was at the end of the hour. I always be like, Oh man, there were so many more jokes I wanted to make so many other things I wanted to say so many other stuff, but I forgot. I just, I wanted people to kind of get a, a glimpse into who I truly am, but I don't really have time to do that on Rassel Rock. So uh, I started, li I was listening to a ton of podcasts. The thing is I wanted to make sure if I started my own podcast and I wasn't out here telling everybody I was going to start my own podcast, I was just like, you know, if I started my own podcast, this is a conversation I was having with myself. If I was going to start my own podcast, I'd wanted to make sure it was the type of podcast that I'd want to listen to. So I started listening to podcasts that were more about, um, more about real stuff, more about, uh, comedy, more about, more about love, more about uh, growth, and more about uh, learning stuff. So uh, I, I, I was walking around, and, and I was having like these kind of conversations with people in, in real life, 
and and I if I heard somebody's opinion on something, I'd be like, wow, dude, you're you're really evolved. What an evolved person you are. And the word evolved and evolving kept on kept on finding itself, sneaking itself into my vocabulary. And I was like, I was a uh, I was trying to see because like I told you, we were paying for that studio time. So I had a friend who had she had a show on an internet radio station that was local to me. And I hit her up and I was like, Hey, how much does, how much does Johnny charge you for studio time at the station you're at? And she's like, nothing. What do you want a show? You want your own show? And I was like, yeah, like I didn't even think of it. It was just like, so in the back of my brain and I was like, all. and then she was like, what kind of show, what kind of show do you want? And I explained to her exactly what I wanted the show to be. And then she was like, yeah, I just, uh, I just uh, copied and pasted everything you said right to Johnny. And uh, here's his phone number, call him. And then I started going into his studio every Monday and recording a show. And, and I was like, you know, I gotta, I gotta get it out of this studio because it's like, I don't want to only have to record on Mondays. I want to be able to record all the time. I want to be able to do this all the time. So I was doing ones outside of the studio and I was doing ones in the studio, but it was like, I had like a radio spot that I had to do every Monday and uh, I was confined to it until the studio kind of closed down. And uh, I, man, I just started having fun with it and wanted to make sure it was absolutely something that I'd want to hear if I was me. If I, if I was, if I was 15 year old me, I'd want to hear my podcast. But I mean, when I was 15, podcasts didn't exist. Unfortunately. <laughs> well, that, that is uh, really amazing. And I'm really glad that you decided to pick up the microphone and, you know, put yourself out there a little more because you have a lot of charisma. You're, this episode has been a ton of fun. And awesome, yeah, you have like really a lot to offer, I think. So what's, what's next for you? What's on your agenda? Um, the, the world seems to be opening back up a little bit. Uh, so I really want to make sure uh, I'm, I want to, I want to act some more. I want to, get some more printable roles and things. Uh, I want to make sure I do some comedy type roles so that I can get some credits in order to go on tour with comedy because with comedy, I just want to make sure I'm undeniable to myself. I want to get really good at it. It's not like I'm going, Oh, I want to do comedy so that I can get a Netflix special or I can get on Amazon prime and have everybody, everybody enjoy it. And I can go tour. No, I want to, I want to make sure I'm good at it. I want to make right. sure I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I want to make sure also that all of my jokes and all of my stories are in a way that, that make you look at things differently and, and inspire in some way. So uh, I, I, I'm, I'm evolving as a comedian, hopefully <laughs> that's my, that's my goals at this point. Have you been doing any uh, comedy during the pandemic online? Oh, no, uh, no. I, I mean, I did one. I did one uh, uh, Zoom show, um, and I did uh, in December. There was a like a Christmas village in uh, in Philly that I did 
it was between it was actually starting Thanksgiving. So from November 24th to December 24th, every weekend, every weekend I was doing, uh, I was hosting, I was hosting this like talent bizarre. It was like, there would be like, there would be like singers and dancers and musicians. And I would just do comedy between when they got up on stage and introduced them and stuff. And that was the last time I kind of did comedy. And uh, I, dude, I miss it so bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting I'm getting my first uh, I'm getting my first um, vaccination shot um, May 18th I think. Awesome, yeah! I just got mine over the weekend and it just knocked me out. Just no headache or anything like that. Just a lot of fatigue. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's uh, I expected it to be a lot worse than it was actually. So I, I just um, I just. I just came back to a wrestling promotion that I hadn't worked for in like four years. So I just came back to that. Um, dude, I have, I have, I've agreed to bookings for the rest of the year in wrestling. Wow. Great. So I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, all these things, it's not like I w- want to go, Oh, each, not, none of these things by themselves are a goal. It's every one of these things is a collective. Each one of these. So it's not a a cherry picked thing. It's like all of these things are different ways up the mountain. And when I get to the, I I definitely, I I quote Incubus a lot, but uh, in one Incubus song, they say, will I ever get to where I'm going? If I do, will I know when I'm there? And that's to me, I I feel like I'm just going to, keep on trying to get to where I'm going in so many avenues that when I'm, when I'm there, I'll be like, well, I got to keep getting other, I got to keep getting other places. I got to, so I, for sure, the, 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 I guess the goal is to make sure that the things that I'm doing are things that can earn me a living. So fair enough. I, I want to make sure that, my creative endeavors are my are my source of income more than I want to say. I don't I don't want to say I don't want to be working Joe jobs for the rest of my life because then I'm focusing on what I don't want. And what I don't want what I don't want is to attract more to me of the things that I don't want by bringing them up and thinking about them and talking about them and sending them the feelings of negativity and associating the 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 fear of failure instead i want to go well here's the things that i do want the things that i do want all involve me being a a more a higher level of me and being fit for service in in the greatest ways possible fair enough well we are getting uh, short on time here how can people get a hold of you? How can they find you? What do you got for us? Sure, man. Sure, Mark. So I just want to say before before I start plugging social media and start talking about my my podcast and putting it over, I want to I want to thank you for having me on. I want to thank you for being so kind and so welcoming. And you you've got you've got a perspective that you've got a perspective that I think a lot more of the world needs. And uh, you've got a lot to offer, so I, I, I recognize that and appreciate it. Appreciate. Well, the hell I appreciate out of it. that. Thank you so much for that. 
I I think the same of you. Like you, you have like I think you should be like a motivational speaker. You got me like really like I'm ready to just throw my chair to the side and go do something. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I'm gonna do it. Good. That's awesome, man. That's so great. That's that's awesome. I I I'd hope that I could make anyone feel that way. That's that's that that's I think that's why I'm here on this planet. <laughs> Right on. But if if you want if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Corey Castle. If you're watching the video, it's right here on the screen at Corey Castle on Instagram, uh, youtube.com slash Corey Castle, C-O-R-Y-K-A-S-T-L-E. So uh check out my YouTube channel. Make sure you hit subscribe. Dude, if if you get if you get some if you get some some meaning out of it, if you get some enjoyment out of it. Let me know you exist. Make sure you comment. Make sure you like. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you tell your friends that this exists so that I can so that I can start as as I said, every little bit counts. So one share, one like, one subscribe, one, you know, one friend. You could just tell a friend, hey, you should check this out. I think this tag your friends in my stuff. If you want to tag your friends in my stuff and them like it too. Cool. That's great. I appreciate that. I owe you that effort back for sure. And and I'm on TikTok now. I I'm oh a, wow. Nice. I just I just got a hundred subscribers on TikTok. Oh wow! Congrats. Thanks, man. And uh, that's uh, same thing at Corey Castle. C O R Y K A S T L E. So there's no there's no uh, there's no E in Corey, and there's no C in Castle. <laughs> and fair enough. If you Google me, if you Google Corey Castle and you spell it wrong, it'll say, did you mean Corey Castle? And it'll spell it the right way. <laughs> and it will too. So if, if my 15-year-old self knew that one day you could Google the wrong spelling of my name and it will point you in the direction of the correct spelling of my name, then I'll feel like, I, wow, I've really accomplished some stuff. So celebrate those little victories. <laughs> Well, let's celebrate this victory because we have wrapped up an episode of Mark My Words. So everybody, give Corey a follow. Check out his podcast. Check out his YouTube page, Evolving with Corey Castle. He's also an actor, comedian. Go check him out when he gets out on the road or just in the Philly area, I guess. And yeah, this is Mark My Words. I'm Mark Schmidt. This was Corey Castle. Corey, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. And I'll be back soon with a new episode. Bye for uh, now. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes. Be fun. Have safe. Keep evolving. Party on. <laughs> <laughs>